our external world is a mirror to our internal world. So the more work I did on myself and the more healthier I made myself from the inside, my outside just became healthier. So welcome to a cup of positivity, a bi-weekly show where we talk about things that make you healthier, happier, and thus more successful. I'm your host, Freeman Beals, and on this episode, I had a chance to sit down with Mel M. Rubin. She's a self-promoted entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach as well, and just an all-around incredibly down-to-earth and grounded individual. We get into all kinds of topics about self-growth, the importance of really freeing yourself and understanding who you truly want to become, and how those things can lead to more wealth and more freedom in your personal life. Thanks so much for listening, and now... On with the show. Happy days, everybody. I can't say good morning because we're in two different time zones. So I was like, I'm just going to say happy day. And then we're good. We don't have to like do the awkward good morning, good evening thing. Um, I hope everybody's feeling really good this morning or today. I'm feeling really good. I've got the amazing Mel and Ruben here. And we've talked before. And Mel is an amazing human being. Uh, I've always been really inspired by how much of a you you are and how every time I see you on any social platform, you're just you're just so much yourself. And I find that really fascinating. For those of you who don't know Mel, quick introduction of her. She's a lifestyle and business coach. She's lives in Bali, which is amazing. And I'm super jealous every time I see you're out on your scooter somewhere. It's incredible. And she's really done a lot to transform who she is and grow into being really her true self. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. But first off, how are you this morning, Mel? This evening. I'm very good. Thank you. <laughs> evening. Yeah. See, I'm already doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was also very good this morning as well. Um, yeah, I've had a I've had a pretty chill day, to be fair. I got myself out in nature and there's always... Whenever I get myself out in nature, there's this uh, there's this river near me where I take my dog for a walk, and it's just so beautiful. There's the the native people have like carved in the rock, and they've just made it really beautiful. And I sit in the river, I put my feet on the on the riverbed, and I just sit there and I meditate and I just think about things. And the energy that flows through me is just so beautiful. So. I did that for myself and my dog today and had a pretty cool, slow day, um, but at the same time productive as well. So yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. Man, one of my favorite things that I remember from our first conversation we had is that putting your, your hand or your feet directly on the earth and like mm -hmm. literally grounding yourself with that practice is something that I still do now. <laughs> so I'm, it's cool that you obviously still do that on a daily and stuff. I'm doing really well. It's Saturday morning, which is nice. I feel like the weekend started. I can kind of like, you know, I, I did a lot this week and I can kind of look at all that and be quite happy for what I've done, but also move on to, to new stuff. So unfortunately, it's not quite nice enough to go put my feet in a river, but I did have the pleasure of, um, <laughs> it'd be very cold. I did have the pleasure of going out, I think it was on this Monday, uh -huh. or maybe Sunday. I don't remember. It. Oh yeah, no, it was this Monday and um, went in went skating on a frozen lake with some friends, oh, nah. which was very, very magical. The ice was absolutely smooth and very pure and all the way through. And we got there right at that beautiful golden hour where yeah. the sun's just come low enough that it's the pictures are outstanding. And it was a very 
um, magical experience. So Amazing. That's yeah. definitely one thing I miss, especially over the holiday season is going ice skating. There is, you, you never would have thought it. It's funny because I've been here in Bali since uh, 2020. Um, and like throughout, throughout the, like the pandemic, I was having this idea of, oh my gosh, like I would really love to go ice skating. That would be such a good business investment here in Bali to have an ice rink. And then I found out probably about a year ago that there is an ice rink here in Bali and I still haven't gone and I really want to go. So <laughs> you're, you're motivating me and inspiring me to go. So thank you. <laughs> You can you can put it put it to the top of your uh, priority list more to, yeah, to go and find it. Definitely. <laughs> That's really cool. It's really interesting like chatting with you now. So we talked I had to go back and look it up because I was curious to when we met and how we met and stuff like that. And we usually met through some posts and stuff like that on LinkedIn and then ended up being on your show um, Conscious Conversations, mm -hmm. which was a blast. And I actually went back and watched some of that. And it's interesting to see the growth and how we've both changed in that time period and stuff like that and growth is something really big in your world right like something that you help people do and stuff like that and so how did you how did you get into that that kind of understanding how important the growth is i know that was a big question but <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's a, definitely a great question because before i got into the personal growth world i actually stuck my nose up at it i was like i don't need to grow I'm perfectly fine how I am. Yet I was depressed and anxious and living for the weekends and binging on drinking drugs and comfort eating. But, oh, no, I'm okay. I don't need to grow. Like, there was so much ego, absolutely crazy. But you don't know until you know, right? Um, so how I got into it was I started my business. So five and a half years ago, a little bit over five and a half years ago, I started in the high ticket affiliate marketing world, just out of chance. Um, I was at rock bottom and I needed more money. I was living paycheck to paycheck and I didn't see any other way. And I got involved and my then mentor said to me, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you need to work on your mindset. So then I started reading mindset books and the first two books that I read on my journey were called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. I highly recommend it. And also A Happy Pocket Full of Money. Can't remember the author, but I read them in conjunct to one another. Uh, so that introduced me into the mindset world of like thinking of gratitude and the law of attraction and all of that stuff. Um, but bringing in the law of attraction and the spirituality side of things and the law of vibration and all of the laws of the universe, re reading that in conjunct to a, a happy pocket full of money, it basically talks about wealth creation, but attracting it to you, but it also brings in the logistical side that us humans need of science and it making sense in the scientific realm with quantum physics and all of that stuff. So as soon as I was introduced to that, I was like, okay, I'm so like riffing and I'm going off, but this is what I do. Um, That's fine. Like before, before I read these books, I was, I was atheist for so long. And then for a couple of years, I was agnostic because I was like, I mean, come on, look, <laughs> look around us. If there's not a higher power, like, I don't know what planet you're living on. Cause where the f 
has this come from? I swear, by the way. Um, yeah, I'm it's sorry, right. <laughs> but not at the same time. It's okay, I can beat um, it in post. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I'm, I was I was agnostic. So I was like, I I know there's a higher power, but I haven't got any answers. So I'm agnostic. I'm just leaving it to that, and that's it. Like I'm not going to put any of my energy into it. And then once I read these books, I was like, yeah, that resonates. That resonates as part of my spiritual journey. Uh, the universe, like just referring to it as the universe, it just makes sense to me. Uh, I never really resonated with saying God or anything else. Um, and the universe was just like, well, yeah, I mean, there's a universe. We all speak about the universe. And that started my journey, not only my growth journey, but my spiritual journey, it all kind of interlinked and started at the same time. Uh, and then I just... I became a forever student. Oh my God, I loved learning new things and like expanding my mind and changing my perception and like, wow, so I can do this. Wow, so they've done that. So I can do this too. If they can do it, I can do it. And there's all of these like experts and millionaires and like people that have been successful in every area that have written all of these books and they're like, here, this is what I've done. Here, here. So I started reading them and I started applying it in my life and like my life was just like, what? just like started changing and I was like okay yeah this is a bit of me and five and a half years later I've completely transformed myself and completely transformed my relationships uh either moved away from the toxic relationships that I had or transformed toxic relationships that I did have like with my family for instance because I had transformed the relationship within myself because uh, that's typically why we have the toxicity in our lives, because there's toxicity in ourselves. So naturally, our external world is a mirror to our internal world. So the more work I did on myself and the more healthier I made myself from the inside, my outside just became healthier. So I'm just addicted to things getting better and better and better. So I just continue to get better and better and better. I just like the feeling. <laughs> It is such a it's such a cool. I like that you've said it like that at the end there. The you're addicted to that getting better because it is really fascinating. Once you start on that journey, you just feel like you have to keep going. Like there, I mean, there's no end to the journey, which is almost the coolest part of it. Is that that personal development growth and the learning about yourself and the self reflection? It doesn't feel like it has an end, hmm. which is cool because you just get to keep going and keep exploring and keep growing and keep changing forever and it's i love it and it's very fascinating it's really cool that we've seen you have followed a very similar path on that that growth set i didn't have a mentor that started suggesting hey you should do the self-development thing but i did do it with reading as well back to reading is just something that really there's so much ability to gather that knowledge and whether you read or you listen to audiobooks it's the same not the same medium but the same message coming across so you can do that and you can learn from people like you said people who are millionaires or they're spiritually awoken or stuff like that to really start to understand that these things are possible for lots of individuals and that's what i found that was really amazing my first couple toe dips so to speak into that world were autobiographies and stuff like that of you know really famous people and seeing the hardship the issues the things they had to do to get to where they are is what taught me like, oh, okay, like this is a journey and a path. You don't just end up, you don't just wake up one day, 
suddenly understanding what you're supposed to do and how to do it. Even the people who we look at now as super, you know, successful took interesting steps to get there and maybe even a path that didn't make any sense. And that's what I think is really fascinating, right? And like that path can totally be not what you expect at all. I imagine if you were to look back five years from now and try to estimate where you are now living in Bali, working your own business, like that probably wasn't even on the radar. Oh, it's so funny that you say that because I was thinking about that earlier and I actually um, did a post on my story on Instagram saying something similar. Like when I started my business, I could not comprehend what this journey would do for me. Uh, I only wanted a bit more money. That's it. So like, hold my hands up. I just wanted a bit more money. Like I was 25 and a half and I was like, I don't love, I don't like living paycheck to paycheck. I like being free. It's my, it's my biggest value in life is freedom. And uh, I was thinking about it earlier while I was by the river and I was just full of such gratitude to the point it brought tears to my eyes. I was like, this is like, I'm just so grateful like every day for this journey. And going back to what you said about it being a path and it not being overnight and, you know, all of these successful people have had their own journeys. It's true. And the reason people are successful is because they have gone through their own journeys and overcome their own shits and struggles is what I call it. And it strengthened them. And the fact of the matter is, is the society that we've been born into that we have gone through has the system has an agenda and it's been built the way that it has to create a weak society because a weak society is more easily controlled and manipulated and a weak society is easier to keep small and it starts from school like we are trained from school to fit into a box and to stay small and to listen to authority and to fall in line and this is a big thing when it comes to my messaging is like no no, like, who are you to keep me small and tell me how to live my life and tell me how much I'm worth and tell me when I have to work and all of, no, like, what's a 40 hour work week? No, I want to work like three hours a day, max, like 40 hour work week. Don't tell me, you know? And it's like, so many people were scared to walk this path and, naturally so because of the way as a collective we have been trained to be we've been trained to play it safe get a job do this do that as if it's safe and secure when we all know what's happened over the last few years and there's mass layoffs and there's a recession and whatever and the only thing really that we can rely on is ourselves so When I came to that realization, because I was very much stuck in the matrix, I used to work for a big bank in the UK uh, and I I was in head office. I would only look for a job that had a salary and sick pay and benefits and holiday and all of that stuff. And I was studying to be an accountant and I, I just could not comprehend working for just a commission essentially. And I even told my ex-partner when I was in that mind frame, no, don't go for a commission job. We have bills to pay and blah, blah, blah. But the beauty of- It's not consistent. Yeah, exactly. But the beauty of like being on a commission 
which is essentially like where I started with my high ticket business. I started it alongside a job. So I knew that I was safe and like I only was able to like break free when I had the funds to be able to. With commission, we're in full control. And the only thing that we can rely on with that is ourselves. So it's like, okay, well then let's get to work, let's do the things and it's results-based. Whereas like in the system, it's like we're told, okay, well, you work here, you only get this, you can't get more unless it's overtime and two week, two two percent pay rise a year. And it, it just wasn't wasn't for me at all. Once I realized the possibilities and the availabilities that 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 were there, if you just go and get it. And this is what holds people back a lot of the times is like they're scared and rightfully so. They've got bills to pay, they've got family and all of that stuff. But this is why it's important to be smart about it and like, okay, well, if you want to break free and be in control of what you want to do, have your job, work your job and like short term sacrifice for a long term gain and build something on the side. Like when I first started, I... I had two jobs, a full-time job, uh, and I was delivering pizza part-time so I could fund my new business. And I was working my business too, all whilst going to the gym, all whilst doing the personal development. So I get the time aspect, but you know, we if we really want something, we will do the things we need to do and get until we can do the things we want to do. So I did that and I kept doing it. And, you know, here I am today. So what we want is available to us. We've just, we don't know what we don't know. And unless we actually look outside of the box that we've been told to fit in, which we can because we have free will and there's an endless amount of information around us, especially with the internet. If we actually do that work to find out different options and different ways of doing things and how people have done this and learning from other people, there's plenty of people around, then we're just going to stay stuck in that box. And especially if we're not happy, we're just going to go through the rest of our lives, bitching, complaining, moaning, worrying. And like, I didn't come to this planet for that. I came to this planet to live my life in my fullest expression and live my life in its fullest expression. And I came to this planet to create a big life. Like it's in me, I feel it. And if you feel it too, um, like anyone watching, it's there for you. You wouldn't feel it if it wasn't for you, right? So you've just got to do the things to make it happen. And like a big driving force for me, and I, I'm riffing a lot, I just, I, I just get into it a big driving force for me as well is like showing people what's possible. Like if they can do it, I can do it. Okay, cool. So if I can do it, I'm going to show them that they can do it as well. And when I'm thinking like, I, I've got a lot of Capricorn in my chart for anyone who knows astrology, they'll understand. I've got like six planets in Capricorn, all in the second house as well. So yeah, if you know, if you know, you know. Um, but essentially, I'm all about home and security and wealth creation and all of that. And I want to create that for my children. Like, and I, I want five kids. I haven't met my man yet, but like, I want a big family. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I don't, I don't want to be a mum that's shackled to work. I don't want to be a mum that cleans up and does all the household stuff. I want, I want people to help me with that so I can be with my children, so I can travel with my children, so I can show my children what's possible, so I can homeschool my children. And this is available for anyone, right? And I know it's available for me, so I'm. I'm going for it, right? And this is like a big driving force for me because 
we get to show our children what's available. We get to go for what's available and then we get to show our children and our loved ones what's available. And it's it's just, it's beautiful. Once we like really start looking and understanding the possibilities, it's like, ah! I think that's I think that's the the big important part about it, right? Is knowing what is available, and on the flip side of that, knowing what it is that you truly want to accomplish and want to do and want to be a part of. And I think that's like the big lesson there is like, who is who are you, and what are you looking to get out of out of that, right? Mm-hmm. And for some people, and this is totally fine, right? For some people, it is working the nine to five and moving up the corporate ladder and getting that CEO position and you know, retiring at 60 with a comfortable severance and RSP, but you need to be sure that that's what you want, not just what society is telling you that you want. And I think there's space for both of those types of things, but you need to make sure that, oh yeah, okay, I am comfortable doing this. I don't want to work my own thing. Maybe working your own job, having your own thing is too stressful, but you have to at least have tried it, right? Try it, see, maybe, maybe that works, maybe it doesn't. But really starting to understand who you are and making sure that you're happy with what you're doing. Because ultimately, if you're not, and like you said earlier on, you kind of you have that baseline of toxicity in your body because you're not in line with what you feel like you should be doing at some sort of level. And so understanding yourself is so important. That's why I like I think self-reflection is one of the biggest things that we can work on as humans is to really have that ability to ask yourself hard questions and give yourself truthful answers to the hard questions so that you can make sure you're living the positive life that you intend to be living, not the random life that society has placed in front of you on on the boardwalk, right? Take that chance, step off of the boardwalk and walk through the jungle for a little while and see where it leads you, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe halfway through the jungle, you realize I need the stability of society and I need the comfort of living in a large urban center, et cetera, et cetera. But maybe you realize that you don't need any of that and you've been completely, you know, lying to yourself the whole time. And that's something that you help people do, right? Is to really understand who they truly are, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I found throughout my journey that people don't know who they are, the majority of people. Like, I, I'm... I'm not a small talk kind of person. Freeman, you already know this. I I would literally just rather sit there in silence. I'd rather be on my own than put myself around people that are like, oh, how's the weather today? Oh, did you see the football? I'm like, <laughs> like, no, thanks. Like, talk to me about you. Tell me your story. Where did you come from? What are you about? What do you want? Where are you going? What are you creating? You know, so what do you want for this world? What are you passionate about? What do you care about? And like, I'm very like this, I can be very confronting for people as well, especially if they've first met me. And I'm like, I'm looking at them with these eyes like, so what do you want? (laughs) And they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of the times I'm like, I literally, I'm like, so what do you want? And they're like, uh, I just want to be happy. I want to be healthy. Okay, so great. What does that look like to you? That's uh, a good question, isn't it? 
Yeah. And they're, they're always stuck. Like, and, and I used to be like this. So there's no judgment whatsoever. Like we haven't been taught to really understand this about ourselves. We've just been told you need to do this. You need to go to school. You need to go to college, university, get a good job. Uh, like, get this certain pay, find a partner and then have kids and get married and blah, blah, blah. And like watch TV and Netflix and go out drinking at the weekend as if that's all very good for us. And we've never, we've never been told or taught even to like really understand what it is that we want because they just want us to fit into their agenda of the capitalist system. So we're good consumers and good workers. So we uphold what they want. So they make all the money, right? So like when it comes down to asking ourselves these questions, at first it's like, oh, I don't know. And it takes some time to really come to it. But yeah, like that is what I'm all about. I'm all about like, illuminating the way like lighting the way for people and first showing them you can have this you can do this and I like I live my life in my fullest expression and I am my fullest expression without a care in the world of what anyone thinks of me and I'm very different and I swear and I'm in your face and I'm direct and I share my opinions that a lot of the times are like whoa a bit controversial but it's like this is me and if you like me you like me great if you don't you don't great like it doesn't make any difference to my life it really doesn't and a lot of the times that's what holds people back from being their fully authentic self because they're too worried about what other people think of them but really and truly like who cares you don't like everyone so not everyone's gonna like you get used to that fact okay but the more you you are you the more you attract your people to you which is the brilliance of being you whereas if you dim your shine and you're not your fully authentic self, this actually cuts the channels for your true soul tribe to come to you and for you to uh, create those deep and expansive connections that you want in your life. So essentially, like my work is all about helping, uh, well, guiding and supporting, I wouldn't say helping because you have to help yourself, like I can't do it for you. So my work is all about like, lighting the way, illuminating people's power and guiding and supporting people towards what it is that they truly want and who they came here to be. Because we all came here for a reason. And this is my reason. This is why I came here. I came here to, to mirror back to you how powerful you are and light the way towards you creating everything that you want, right? That like, I, I'm here to help save humanity. This is my purpose. This is my mission, right? But some people are here more to save the earth. They they need they want to care for the earth. They have a passion for the earth. Some people for the animals. Some people for uh, the the oceans. Um, some there, there's so many different things, right? But the fact of the matter is, we are in a pinnacle moment in time, in where like in in the time that we're living and I just posted a video about this to be fair but it's like we we get to choose we get to choose how we're going to respond to this and we're very lucky to be living in these times because these times have really illuminated how wrong things have been for decades mm -hmm. and it's really starting to illuminate to people okay well the help's not coming from the top <laughs> 
It's definitely not coming from the top. So the only way that things are going to change is at first, if we start to change ourselves, and then second is we start helping each other and creating communities. So this is essentially what I'm all about. I, I do it like one-on-one, -on -one, but I've also got an online community of people that are on a growth vibe. Uh, I've got various trainings. I help people start their own online businesses. So I've got like a few different ways that I support people in their journey, depending on what they need. But it's literally like, mm -hmm. you know, we need to really start connecting to ourselves. That's where it starts, really. Yeah, totally. I can I completely agree. And I think that there's... There's so many interesting ways that, that we can start to do that, right? To really connect with ourselves. Um, Eric can said it really well that like, he's like, I believe that that's some, some level of discomfort is good. It forces you to grow and you're 100%, right? Like you need that push, right? If you're not getting uncomfortable and feeling a little bit of stretch in your life, you're not pushing enough, right? You need to do that. I think it's really important. I just want to give a quick shout out as well to... Um, to Matt Allen, who is uh, somebody that I've connected with recently. And I think he is very much on that path that you talked about. He's decided that life isn't going to do the things for him. The bigger powers aren't, the government's not. It's sort of up to him. And he's done a, a huge thing with this amazing company called Kudos that he's working on that is really about that and bringing community together. And he's like decided to sort of take it into his own kind of world to fix the problems that he's seeing because like you said we cannot rely on potentially you know the higher power so to speak to to do that for us right like i mean and i think you're completely right i think we are in a stage where people are starting to realize that like oh you know i can't just hope that whether it be the government or whatever uh is going to give me the right answers like i'm going to have to go find them myself what are some ways that you've seen with people or help people do to start identifying within themselves who they truly are first off it's taking control of our mind that's the first that's our first mission so to speak because a lot of people are controlled by their mind they're controlled by their ego so essentially you are a soul having a human experience I don't care how woo-woo that might make me sound to you, but it's the fact of the matter, it's true. And your soul lives here, yeah? So essentially your soul is in your heart center and there's been studies on this. I mean, you don't need to take my word for it, but there's been studies on people that have had heart transplants and they start remembering the memories of the host and they start like smelling certain oh, things wow. and going to certain places. Like go and look it up. You don't have to believe me, but this is where your, your soul resides in your heart and your heart has memory because of that, right? So because you're a soul having a human experience, your mind and your body are tools in which for you to navigate through this 3D reality. Because there are multitudes of universes, there's multiverses, there's like everything's happening all at once, essentially. Like there's so much that we can't even comprehend in our mind. And this is such a different subject. But like our mind and our body are tools in which for us to navigate. Yeah. So our mind is a very powerful tool. But what we've been taught to believe and how we've been trained is to only navigate through this physical reality with our mind. 
And this is where school's backwards and fucked. Uh, and I teach a lot of this in uh, my transformative and revolutionary platform, Rise You, basically everything you should have been taught in school but what but weren't. Like it's got everything in there, mind, body, soul, inner management, inner power. It's like fantastic. Um, but essentially, like we've only been taught to navigate through this physical reality with our mind, but there's so much more to that. There's also our body and there's also our soul. And our body and our soul talks to us through ranges of different messaging. But because we're so controlled by our mind and by our ego, we ignore it because we haven't been taught to understand it and to connect to it. I'm sure you can relate if you've had a gut feeling, if you feel like something in your body's wrong or no, but then you ignore it and then you go and do it anyway. And then something wrong happens. <laughs> well, you should have listened to your innate guidance system because it's there for a reason. Um, so first uh, off, yeah. go on, go on, go. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say it's interesting. Cause, no, no, it's fine. I, it's interesting because I remember reading somewhere about that particular part of that, listening to you, your gut instinct is the reason that we call it that. And what happens is, unfortunately, when we don't listen to our gut instinct, we go against it and then like that bad thing happens or whatever what we're doing is slowly training our bodies to no longer give us that gut instinct. And we become less proficient at understanding the messages coming from our body. So I think it's super important to, to start understanding that about, about yourself, right? Like what are the messages that my body are sending me? And I need to start paying attention to them and acting on them so that it gets better at giving me those signals and I get better at responding to them. Yeah, for sure. And it's just really interesting that, that you brought that up. I hadn't thought about it in a long time, yeah. so I'm glad that you brought it up. It's good. It's all good. Everything comes up as it should. Are there certain kind of like questions that we should start asking ourselves or like little practices that we can do to start understanding, like start becoming more in tune with, with our, with our body and our soul? Uh, it's okay so our body uh, our body communicates to us through feeling so it's really learning how to connect to our body through the feelings that it gives us so our gut feeling is like once you connect to your soul your soul will speak to you you can hear like words and stuff but when you first start connecting to your body it's like if it's right for you then you're going to feel it here and it's going to light up and you're just going to be like, yeah, let's go. Like you get that excited feeling. Even if you're scared, you'll feel that it's right for you because your soul lives here, right? So if it's right for you, it will light up. And sometimes this doesn't make sense either because like you are, I'll give you an example. So I had a uh, narcissistic experience with a guy for a month and a half in 2020. And this was when I was first like really, really starting to connect to my body and my soul. And I was tuning in because I didn't feel like, like, you know, I'd heard things about him and whatever, but I tuned in to my body and I was like, am I supposed to go for this? Is this right for me? And it was like, yep, yep, yep. Go for it. Go for it. It turned out he he wasn't the right person for me. He wasn't my lifer, but he was right for me because of the lessons that I needed to learn. So I share this with you because although your heart and your soul will be like, yeah, go for it. Consciously, you're going to think, yeah, this is going to be rainbows and unicorns. It's going to be great and all of that stuff. But that's not necessarily going to be true. <laughs> your heart and your soul tell you to go through 
for things because they are right for you, for the lessons that you need to learn, for the growth and ascension that you need in this lifetime. So it's really important that you listen to it so you grow through it essentially. So I did listen at that time. And then because I do a lot of self-reflection, I was like, well, why? Like, because I, I had a pattern of emotionally abusive and toxic relationships over my years. Um, and he was the one that broke the pattern for me because of the lessons that I learned from him. So it's like, basically, listen here. Okay, is it right for me? Yeah, yeah. And the more you tune in, the more you'll feel it essentially. Um, and mm -hmm. like at first it's, and a lot of the times it's like a little whisper in comparison to your mind. Um, especially if your mind's like, no, don't do it. And your, your heart and your soul's like, yes, go do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it like what's cool about that is it's not necessarily, it's not the thing that your, that your soul was looking for, but it was the lesson in it. And that was, mm -hmm. is, I think is really powerful. And to separating those two things, right? Being like, okay, my soul is telling me what I need to do, not because of the thing that I was going to get out of it, but because of the lesson that I was going to get out of it, which mm -hmm. is really interesting. And I love the way that you've explained that as sort of coming like from from inside. And you, you talked about it as kind of being a light and almost like a warmth. So mm -hmm. when I started on understanding that, oh, I want to build this, positivity brand and I need to help people understand that they can live a happier, healthier, more successful life. And once I started doing that, it felt like that. It, it's, I like to tell people it's almost like having a big hug from the sun. Like it just feels so right and so warm and so pure inside of you that you just feel the need to continue to do it. And it's part of the reason I wear a yellow sweater is to sort of try to reflect that a little bit. The feeling that I get inside of like this light that I get, feel that I need to let people know. Um, and it is, it is really, it really does feel like it's from inside your chest. And it's not something that necessarily you can understand before you've, you felt it. I think you kind of alluded to that early on. It's, you don't really know it until you, until you feel it, until you know it. But then when you do, you're like, that's it that's that feeling inside that's that connection that understanding that i need and that's why it's also really important for yeah. us to like be on our own with no distractions and asking ourselves all the questions because we've been brought up in a society that's distraction 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 we carry around a distraction in our hand every second of the day most of the time and sometimes people don't even take it out of their hands right and it's really important that we take the time to just be on our own and ask ourselves these deep questions. And I wanted to finish off the body part. So like, if you're like, this lights up, but if it's not right for you, then you feel it more here. And it's more like a, like a, <laughs> like a contracting feeling, so to speak. Um, whereas like, if it's right for you, it's like, yeah. And if it's wrong, it's like, no. <laughs> That's how I love I the visualization it. of that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For those of you who might be listening on audio later on, uh, Mel was going from ex excited hands up to uh, arms down and kind of crossed in front of her face and sort of being more protective and hiding. Um, but no, it's, 
it is interesting that you learn to listen to your body more and more and stuff like that. And Amna says a great thing here as well, that hardworking and loss are, you know, often really good because out of that sorrow gives you that success and that the reason and that understanding. And that's something that I know that you as well now understand. You said at the beginning that before this journey, you were, you know, a bit probably, you know, abusive to your body and not giving it what it needed and sort of living that sort of unhealthy lifestyle. And I don't know if you felt like maybe you'd hit kind of rock bottom or something like that, but it does take, and this is, there's lots of examples of this. It does take sort of getting quite far down in order to understand that it's time to start, start moving up and not that you have to, let me be very clear. I don't think you need to kind of, you know, drive yourself into the ground before you realize that you can come out again. I think that you can catch it long before that. Um, but it is very common that those are the triggers that really send people out into doing better, into getting better. And that that's the positive that can come out of such a, a negative experience, right? Is that, oh, I understand now. Oh, I know what I need to be doing now. Or I can at least understand that after making some change. Um, and it can be tough. It can be tough to have that self-reflection and to look inward at potentially an ugly mess and realize I need to do something about this internal mess that's happening so that I can start living in a much more happier, light, warm zone. Um, so yeah, I think that's really, really fascinating. And I'm glad that it's something that you were able to understand about yourself and start making those changes to become this very, very full of Mel human that you've become because it's absolutely, um, in, incredible. Do you do any sort of, do you do meditation? Is that part of your, your practices in, in any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you help, do you find that is really good with self-reflection and how did your, how did your meditation journey start? Uh, my meditation starts a bit. My meditation journey started pretty much at the start of my journey, but it didn't really deepen until I got to Bali. Um, and I, I started my meditation journey using an app called Headspace. I started with guided meditation. Um, you can download it for free. It's really good. Uh, and the whole point of meditation as well, for anyone that hasn't yet tried meditation and is interested in trying it, uh, it's not just a case of quieting the mind. Like, uh, that's what people think. It's like, oh, yeah, your mind's going to go blank. But when you first start meditating, your mind doesn't shut up. Oh, it's like, and then, like, if, if you don't know this, you start getting annoyed with yourself because it's like, oh, what's what have I got to do in the kitchen? What's on the shopping list? No, no, no. Like, all of this stuff comes up. Um, so this is why it's really good to first start with guided meditation. And when I first started, I kept falling asleep. Um, because that's the only time where I would ever try and quiet my mind because like whenever I would go to sleep. So, um, yeah, that kept happening. So if you are doing that, make sure you set a timer on your phone because you're most likely going to fall asleep because the people that I've worked with <laughs> that have just started meditating, like they, they always say, I keep falling asleep. Yeah, that's going to happen. Um, and then I moved from guided meditation to just music and now I just do it on its own. So I meditate every day. 
And sometimes I meditate multiple times a day. So uh, I wake up in the morning and I have my morning ritual. I do the same thing every morning. Uh, and the first thing I do after I drink a liter of water is I come here into my office. I've got an altar that I've set up just over there with my third eye that I painted and like all of my all of my trinkets. Um, and I sit in front of my altar and I do my prayers and my meditation and I connect to my spirit family and guides and ancestors. Uh, and, you know, I ask any questions that I need and I give thanks and all of that stuff. Um, and yeah, like whatever comes to me comes to me. But a lot of the times like I, sometimes I do get thoughts and like channels coming through but a lot of the times I simply connect to source energy and I can feel it like channeling through my body. Um, and once I get to that stage, I start visualizing in my meditation and I don't, I'm not a visualizer that can see. I'm not one of those ones. I'm more of a visualizer that can feel. So when I'm doing my visualizing, I, I like speak in my mind of what I'm creating for myself and I feel feel the feeling so that feeling goes out into the quantum field uh, and it's really good for like manifesting and creating what it is you mm -hmm. want because thoughts become things. Um, but yeah, yeah, meditation is fantastic. I love it. Oh, it's it's so good. Yeah. You touched on a couple, there's so many things that I want to dive into there that I have to be very particular about what I grab because I'm like, oh man, there's so many different, avenues I could drive here. I do, you do this thing and it, I find it absolutely amazing. You're really good at understanding that you need to feel a thing and working through a feeling. So this is something that I, I want to bring up because oftentimes when I talk about positivity, people think that it means you don't feel negativity. And I'm like, well, that's not the case at all. Right. I think that squashing your feelings is a very dangerous thing to do and not something that I would ever suggest people do. Right. But you're really good at really, this is going to sound bizarre, but really feeling your feelings. And you do this thing where you like, you dance them out, which I've seen some videos about, which I find fascinating. And you let that energy out. Right. How did you learn to start doing stuff like that? Or how did that manifest? Uh, okay, so I think it was 2019, I became a certified emotion co-practitioner. So that's a modality of energy healing. So through that journey of mine, I found that um, energy and negative emotions become trapped in your body. And when they become trapped in your body, because we've suppressed them and we haven't felt them, they manifest in uncomfortable ways, either mentally, physically, uh, spiritually, financially, in relationships, like all of that stuff. Um, so essentially like learning that and learning how to facilitate the release of those made me understand that emotions get stuck in the body alongside a range of uh, different books that I've read. Uh, Joe Dispenza is really good um, and a, a few others I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but essentially like through that and more so since I came to Bali, like I learned different methods, like breath works really good to really move the energy around your body and release the stuck energy. Uh, dancing is just really good because not only does it allow you to move the energy out your body and like when I dance, when I move my body, I don't dance for the aesthetic side. Like I do it 
on my own in my room or if I go to ecstatic dance or if I'm dancing around people like I'm at a point where I don't care I'll just do my thing around people even when I'm sober (laughs) which is fantastic um but like when I do dance I am like really feeling into the the tensities in my body and like I'm listening to the music and I shut my eyes and I really like I really land in my body and listen to what my body needs. And like, I just move it because I can feel that energy. And like, if you're really intentional with dropping into your body and taking out every other distraction, so shut your eyes, listen to the music and just feel into your body, you can feel it moving and releasing. Um, So maybe that can be some homework for for you guys after watching this. But I do that um, at least every day. I move my body every day with that, especially when I'm feeling negative and tense, uh, because it also helps with manifestation as well, because the higher our vibration is, the more likely we're going to attract the higher vibration of what it is that we want. So it's really important that we look after our vibration and movements one way, food's another, drinking the right water's another, like keeping our mind in the right place. So this is why it's really important to control the mind. And again, this is all things that we should have been taught in school, but weren't. And the reason why they haven't is because they want to keep our vibration low because the lower our vibration is, the more easily controlled and manipulated we are. Um, So I'm really big about feeling emotion and especially when the emotion comes up as well. Like we've been taught that negative emotions are bad. Sorry, my tongue bar sometimes falls out. I just wanted to tighten it just in case. I've swallowed my tongue bar on a live right. before. <laughs> Actually, oh, no. twice I've done that. Um, oh, man. I'd rather you not do that. So by all means, I'm like, yeah, oh, totally I've swallowed fine. my tongue bar. <laughs> um, so yeah, especially when we feel the negative emotion, like we we've been we've been taught to believe that negative emotions are bad. And, you know, it's not our families or like our parents fault because they wasn't given the tools that they needed to be able to work through things. Right. And they 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 weren't taught emotional intelligence and all of that stuff. But fortunately, we're living in a world and uh, a, a society where people are becoming more aware of how emotions truly affect us, emotional intelligence and uh, proper communication skills to be able to work through and hold space for people with emotions and like what a healthy relationship looks like in comparison to a toxic relationship. So firstly, it's important that that we put ourselves in relationships like this where we feel seen and heard and respected and understood. And if we don't feel like that, then we need to reevaluate these relationships or work on changing it. Um, But when like negative emotions come up, it's really important that we are intentional with feeling it and not suppressing it. And especially if we get triggered around uh, like our loved ones, it's like, okay, instead of feeling it like, and like creating this like other negative narrative, it's like, okay, well, I'm feeling, I don't, I'm moving away from calling it triggered because I don't really like that word. I'm feeling activated in my body right now. Like this is activating a negative feeling in me right now. So I'm just going to remove myself so I can process through this and feel this and understand where it's coming from. Because a lot of the times it doesn't come from your missus or your man or your friend. It's coming from a story that, that you haven't like a stuck emotion, a stuck story that you didn't process 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that is coming up for you to process now, right? 
So it's important that when we feel this, we're like, okay, well, where's this coming from? And just feeling through. And a lot of the times, like meditation, I have worked through feelings through meditation, but a lot of the times I work through my emotions through journaling and I write things down and I get things out on paper. Um, and I ask myself questions, especially when I feel like negatively activated in my body. Uh, I, I'll like go, I'll go to the paper and be like, okay, well, this situation made me feel like this. Why did it make me feel like this? It made me feel like this because of this. Okay. Why? Where did that come from? Why? Like how, and, and like really asking myself these questions to go deeper. Um, and a lot of the times we just need to keep asking ourselves why, 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 until we get to the root that it's like, <laughs> and just makes us cry. So we just feel it and get it out. Um, and there, there was a time yeah. once. I love it. Go there you go. Sorry. I was just gonna say, I love that you, no worries. I love that you write it out because that's a really big practice that I tell people all the time. We think that we have this ability to just keep things in our brain and we can rationalize through them as we go. And our brains are really not very good at that. It's so good to start writing it out on paper and ask that question why every time, because it's really hard to do it just in your head and be like, okay, yeah, this thing, okay, now this thing. And then now that thing, um, it's much easier if you can write it out on the paper. I do want to ask though, as we start to kind of wrap into the the hour time here, I want to be aware of everybody's time and, and your time as well. I know it's, it's late for you. So what are, I ask everybody on my show this when they come on, there's two sets of three questions. So the first set is what are three things that you do daily to help you live a more positive life? My morning routine and my morning, I'll tell you what consists of my morning routine. Everyone's morning routine is different. So really, and my morning routine has evolved over time. I'm fortunate enough where I can spend like two, three hours on my morning routine if I want. Sometimes I do it quicker. Sometimes it's uh, like, like slower. Um, but yeah, so like I start my morning when I wake up, I like put incense around my house to clear the negative energies. I uh, drink a litre of water and I put the kettle on at that time after I drink it. I go, I come in here and I do my meditation and prayer and I pull tarot cards. Uh, how much is dependent on what what my spirit guides are telling me, how many to pull. Um, but yeah, on a daily basis, I do that. And then after that, I go into my living area and I do half, I've got like a book, I do half a page of gratitudes, half a page of affirmations. They're different ones every day. And then I have, uh, and I also journal. So before I do that, I journal and I like write about my tarot cards. Um, and then I write my goals down every day. I do a certain set of affirmations that are exactly the same every day as well. And I also do creation journaling as well, which is slightly different from journaling. It's writing, it's more for manifestation and what I'm creating for my life. Um, and I do personal development. And while I read 10 pages, I read at least 10 pages of personal development a day. So after I do all of that, um, during this time, I, I make my coffee and I drink my coffee. Uh, like I, I like to drink my coffee an hour and a half after I wake up because I heard on a podcast that that's the best time to drink coffee because our uh, wake up gene has 
completed after an hour and a half. Um, so then us drinking coffee doesn't mess up our natural cycle or something with the caffeine. Yep. Um, so yeah, after I do that, I'll read and I'll do 30 minutes of movement in my pool. I've got like flippers for my feet. Um, and I, okay, I'm back. It froze. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll do that. So like my morning routine is there, it's done. Um, another three things that I do. Uh, well, I, I mean, that's a part of it, really. It's like the morning routine is everything that really sets my energies up. It's like the gratitude, the affirmations, uh, the self-reflection with the journaling, the meditation. So that's really, and the movement of my body. Uh, and and also like moving forward, moving the needle forward every day with my business in some which way or another. And it's different every day. Uh so, like some days are a bit more full on than others, but I like to do something every day for my business that's going to move the needle forward and spending time with my fur babies. That makes me happy. I love it. So yeah. I love that you started that with a good morning routine. Yeah. There's so much evidence about your morning being so pivotal to how your entire essentially day, month, week, life revolves. So awesome i love that you've highlighted mm -hmm. that morning routine really important and i love that you structured it in a way that really resonates with you that's that's awesome moving the needle as well in your business something that i'm super passionate about doing things that move the needle not just kind of the regular grinding of things and then yeah totally like loving your fur babies who doesn't mm -hmm. want to do that it's so nice that feeling of how happy they are and how excited they get and, and their level of energy that you get from them is really cool so those are three amazing things the next set of questions is similar, but I often find people give different answers to it. So I like to ask both. What are the three most important things? If you had to pick just three, the three most important things for living a more positive lifestyle. Being free to live it in your fullest expression and in its fullest expression, having healthy connections with people, where you feel like you can be your fully authentic self without any judgment or any throwback and having a positive environment to live your life and do your work. Amazing. Those are so good. So living free, having important relationships and having a positive atmosphere, which I believe comes from a you know, the first two and, and many other things that attribute to having a positive, positive atmosphere. Wow. Healthy relationships, healthy relationships. Healthy ah, relationships. Very important. Yeah. 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 So like, and, and like a big part of having healthy relationships is being able to openly communicate uh, in full transparency without any like rebuttals of toxicity and being able to freely and openly express your emotions. Like, I feel like this right now. Okay, cool. How are we going to work through this? Instead of, eh, you shouldn't feel like that. Eh, like, come on, like, this is my experience right now. Don't tell me about my experience if I'm trying to mm -hmm. share it with you, you know? So it's like, and, and I, I've been on the spectrum. Like I said, I've had emotionally abusive and toxic relationships. So I've been shut down so much in respects to being myself and my feelings. So that's a really big thing for me when it comes to communication and having a healthy environment with, with 
my relationships. And we should all be able to openly communicate how we feel, especially with our spousal partners. Super, super important. We're over the hour, but I want to talk about one thing because it's come up a bit and I was like, oh, I don't know if we'll have time to talk about it, but it, it's okay. I'm just going to keep going. Um, because I think this is really important. Um, we've talked a lot about that level of understanding and open communication and stuff like that. And there's an interesting concept in there that I want to dive into. We as humans feel this need to assign fault to something all the time. Something's got to be assigned fault to, right? Whether it be a societal fault, whether it be somebody else's fault, whether it be a fault from whatever, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes things just happen and they just are. And we need to be able to be okay with that. That just, you know, I'm feeling a certain way and it's nobody's fault. It's just the way that I'm feeling a thing happened and it's nobody's fault that that thing happened, but it happened. The important thing is how do we continue to move off of that? Right. And I think that's something that you probably completely understand and go with. Right. And if you have, have you found a way to like change the way that you think about things so that you don't feel the need to drive fault? As soon as I started taking full accountability and responsibility for my life and everywhere that I was and my relationships and everything, uh, you know, it's it's not it's not no one else's fault but my own, really. Like if things if shit hits the fan, I chose to stay. I chose to do this. I chose to be here. I chose to go. So it's it, like taking that full accountability and ownership of my life really helped me. You know, like. I'll give an example when I split up from my ex before I started my business. And that was a really big reason as to why I started my business because I was left on the floor financially. I was in a lot of debt and me and him got into that debt together. He actually owed me half the debt, um, but he fell off the face of the earth and I could have easily been like, yeah, it's his fault. And like blaming him and putting all of the hate towards him. But instead I turned it around and I was like, okay, well I chose to get into debt in my name. He didn't put a gun to my head. I was naively in love and I thought that we'd be together forever. So I'm going to take full accountability and radical ownership of that. And yes, he did do a dirty on me and it's not right and I'm not making it all right for him. But the fact of the matter is, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have chosen to start my online business because I wouldn't have been in such a shit financial situation. So I took that and I, I took my power back essentially because the thing is, is when we put fault to other people and everything else, we're giving our power away. And when we give our power away, we're basically playing the victim in my life. And I definitely don't want to be in a, victi a, a victim in my life. So I choose to create my reality. And the quickest way that we can create our realities is by being the creator and taking that full accountability and ownership. So there's that. That mm -hmm. really helped me. Falling back gratitude with everything like, what lesson is this trying to teach me? Like, what, what, where, what have I got to do? What can I do? What do I get to do? And then also as well, what I've learned recently as well is when we look at fault in other people, they're simply mirroring back the fault that we, is within ourselves that needs to be seen. Mm. I'll say that again. Yes, please. When we see fault in other people, they're simply mirroring back a fault within ourselves that needs to be seen. And a lot of the times it's essentially a lack of self-love within us 
that we're not doing the things that we want them to do. So we're putting the fault and the blame onto them. You're not doing this. Well, neither are you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so like a lot of the times it does stem down to self-love and like the, the sooner we love ourselves unconditionally, because we don't, the majority of people don't. I, I am guessing probably out of the 11 people that are watching live today, 10 of you don't love yourselves. I am guessing because that's, just, that's the society that the system has created. It's not your fault. And like, even if you think you love yourself, probably don't <laughs> like watch how you speak to yourself over the next day, over the next week. And you'll see how much you degrade yourself. You'll see how much you, you put yourself down. You see, you'll see how much you say you're going to do something and you don't. Because really and truly, if you did love yourself, you'll do everything that you said that you was going to do. If you loved yourself, you would look at yourself in the mirror every day and say, hey, <laughs> how you doing? If you did love yourself, even if you wasn't necessarily completely happy with your body, you'd say, you know what? I'm so grateful for you, body, because although I'm not necessarily in shape in the way that I want to be, you look after me. I fill you with shit every day. I drink, I, I drink poison when it comes to alcohol and like fizzy pop and carbonated drinks every day yet you still look after me and I'm so grateful for you I bet you don't do that I bet you like you you got too much flab <laughs> <laughs> so it's like mm. you really need to watch the way you talk to yourself so like when when we find fault in other people it's just a mirror. Mm -hmm. Everyone's a mirror to us. I love that. And once we realize that, then it's like, okay, well, I've got to look in the mirror, mate. I've got to look in the mirror to see what I need to change. Because once we do love ourselves, we don't really find fault in others because we understand that they're on their own journeys. Yeah. I love that. I'm glad that I decided to take the time to, to dive into that because that was really, really powerful that when we see faults in others, it's often just a mirrored fault that we see within ourselves. So thank you so much for that last little tidbit of wisdom. Um, I do want to have to, we could probably talk, I believe we could talk for hours and you're definitely going to have to come back on again at some point in time. Um, because I, like I said, I feel like we could do this for hours, but um, we have to, we'll have to let some people get about their days and I've, I know I've got stuff to do and um, stuff like that. So thank you so much, Mel. Like I said, I really appreciate just you in general, but also you for coming on this show and for being so much of yourself. I know I said that before, but it's really quite inspiring when I see that's the one thing I think about the first thing, not the one thing, the first thing I think about though, when, you know, Mel and Ruben comes into my brain is just how much of you you are. And it's really quite inspiring. So I hope people have learned a lot during this and taking some takeaways about how to be more your true self and how to understand who you are and what you want and really start to have that self-love. I'm glad we added that at the end because I think it was so important. So thanks so much, Mel. I, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for inviting me on. One thing that I wanted to say before we end is when I first started my journey, you know, I, I didn't really know myself and I've always been a swearer, right? So, and I started doing like videos quite soon and I would hold myself back. I would hold my true self back um, because I didn't want people to judge me because I swore and women shouldn't swear and blah, 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 all of that. Um, and 
I because of that I wasn't attracting the right people to me especially when it came to like people working with me because then as soon as they worked with me they'd realize that Mm. this is who I am and they'd be like oh that's a bit of a disconnect so (laughs) I share this with you because like I've been there in the sense of oh I want people to like me what are people going to think I don't want people to judge me and I get that feeling and I get that thought process because I have been there like we're all there at the start of our journey but it gets easier the easier it gets (laughs) and it gets easier because the more the more we do put ourselves out there and the more we do share who we are from uh, of course from a heart center it does always need to be from a heart center it's not like i go out there like like swearing like a trucker like like putting people down and like i'm not horrible with it i've always like like worked from a heart center but as long as we're like like putting out our heart and our soul to the world for a good reason like there's nothing wrong with you like you're amazing and you're perfect and you're beautiful exactly how you are and you know what if there are people that are not necessarily going to agree with it like I posted a video of me yesterday dancing and some old overweight white dude like commented on it and was like oh yeah well my day wasn't as self-centered as yours and i was like all right mate thanks like like you've obviously got shit you need to deal with but it's like you know that would have hurt me five years ago but now i'm just like all right cool um and the only the only reason people would hate on you or hurt you or throw shade at you for you being your fully authentic self is because they've got their own internal struggle. So love them and leave them to their journey because happy people don't hate. And the more you, you are you, the more you're going to attract your people to you. And that's the whole point of living this life. I need that on a shirt. Happy people don't hate. Can I get that printed somewhere? (laughs) Wow. Oh, (laughs) there's so many little bits of gold in this, in this conversation. Um, But if I do want to actually wrap up with this as well, though, that if you guys have you, have you, if you've connected or if you're listening to this later on and you've really connected with what Mel is saying, I highly recommend reach out to Mel. You can find her on LinkedIn at Mel and Ruben on YouTube at Mel M. Rubin and your website is Mel M. Rubin. Am I getting it? <laughs> is that- yeah. 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 E- every, everything is Mel M. Rubin, everything cool. and except it'll- for Facebook, but I'm not really, oh, okay. Facebook's like, that's all right. It's gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's fine. I'm not on Facebook real much either anymore, but yeah, <laughs> definitely. And all the links will be in the description of whatever you're listening to this on. Um, so have a look in there. If you really feel like you've connected with something Mel has said, reach out to her, have a chit chat with her. Sign up to one of her coaching programs. She's an amazing, amazing woman. So again, Mel, wow. I can't, like I said, it's been so good. Happy people don't hate is going to be my tagline for the, the rest of the week now. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much, guys. If you're not it's already, true. if you're not already, um, follow my newsletter as well. Uh, lots of good stuff in there on Mondays. And make sure you keep an eye on your LinkedIn or your Spotify for whatever for the next episode that's going to be coming out in, in two weeks time. So thanks so much guys, much love to all of you and make sure to spend some time today, loving yourself, practicing self-love, do some self-reflection and above all else, make sure you make somebody else smile today. Thanks so much guys. Have a great day.